A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Wisconsin Association Affairs Convention took place January 8th through the 11th with about 1,000 people in attendance. The theme this year was Keeping It Rural. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Jamie Bucky, Executive Director and Treasurer of the Wisconsin Association Affairs, says that this theme is in line with their missions and provides an update on how this convention went. Well, I think it's sort of when our uh, committee that we have was like, we need to bridge the gap between the rural and the urban. And one of the best things to do is, well, keep it rural. Let's talk about rural is what made a county fair happen to be a fair. So we just thought it would be a fun take on bridging different groups of people together, but celebrating where our fair got its start from. Our fair still having issues getting exhibitors involved. The COVID pandemic affected that some, of course, and over the years with generational gaps between people being on a farm or not has also played an impact. How are numbers looking or things that you're seeing at these conventions that people are bringing to your attention? So we do district meetings a couple times during the years, and we spent a lot of time this fall talking about what were our exhibit numbers after the fairs happened. So we did see that there was a decline in a lot of extension programming in 4-H. In some areas of the state, in other areas, it thrived or held its own. So we are seeing that there's a slower recovery of kids coming back and exhibiting because they had that time off from COVID. So now it's like, okay, we're slowly getting back in all of our activities, right? So it's coming back, and yet we'd had some fairs where exhibit numbers were up. So maybe we were down in the number of exhibitors, but the exhibits themselves were coming back. But I think it's going to take a couple years to do it. On the flip side of that, when you would talk about auctions that took place, we had record numbers at fairs once again coming off of the pandemic. So people were responsible responding to those auctions really well. So that aspect of a lot of the fairs did extremely well this year. What business items were discussed here at the convention? What key things or changes or concerns potentially from associate members were brought forward that we need to be preparing for now moving forward? Well, one of the things we offered on Sunday was a consumer protection program, which was offered through the IAFE. So it's called CPP. Um, we offer this program probably about every five years that our fair members can attend and they can learn all of the different safety things that go into place. It covers E. coli. It covers where you should have hand washing stations, how your garbage moves on your grounds, where the animals go on your grounds, how close do they get to food, and then the record keeping that goes behind it. So we were really honored to offer that through the International Association of Fairs and Expositions. It's a training process that um, is just so vital to our industry throughout the you know United States. So that's a big thing that we talked about. We again will always be looking from a legislative standpoint, um, looking for more funding. If there's one thing we learned from the pandemic, is fairs try to host a fair if they could, but only use the ingredient of the exhibitor. And what they all found was that that was a pretty expensive thing to have because you still have to pay for waste removal, you still have to put straw in the barns, you still have to pay the lights and pay the exhibitors, but you needed the other ingredients when it came to the carnival and the food sales and all of those things so that you could pay for all those bills. So I think from that, you know, we're still learning in that aspect. But from a legislative standpoint, we can always use more funding when that's something 
something we spent a lot of time on this last year. We updated ATCP 160. That's one thing. And then, you know, we'll see what other legislative items we do. But yeah, looking for additional funding is something we try to do because years ago we used to receive over $600,000. Well, we're in that 435 range, um, but really that's just a small portion of it. We need to have a lot more funding that goes with it. And if that's an area we can improve, that'll be on our agenda for this year. Are there any grants or funding that the Wisconsin Association of Fairs has available for county or district fairs to take advantage of? We sure do. So um, everyone knows who, well, I shouldn't say everyone, well, they should in our fair industry, uh, remembers Bob Williams, who served as the fairs coordinator for the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. And Bob could tell stories like no other. And so we had started two different things. So it's not a grant, but the one thing is we had the the fair story, which of course uh, the Midwest Farm Report was part of. But the other part that Bob was always very passionate about was the ag education that took place at fairs. So in his honor, his family had given us some some money, and we as WAF were continuing that, and we were doing the Bob Williams Ag Fair Grant, where fairs can submit annually. They could receive up to $1,000, but this we've been choosing to um, do two awards, $500. They've gotten pretty creative over the years, because there's signage that already exists, but they need to purchase it, or there's different displays, and they're taking their ag adventure tents, and they're just expanding them. Because one of the things our fair industry really has to pay attention to is, again, we're further and further removed from the farm. If we're having less exhibitors, we really need to focus on the ag education component. We can no longer take the understanding that the exhibit that's in the barn and that you see a a cow in the barn, that the person walking by understands where that milk goes and how that works. So I think our fairs, even in, in an industry throughout the U.S., we are focusing on ag education areas that are fun and engaging because you're educating the parent as much as you are as the, the kid that's there. And if you can get them to understand that chocolate milk does not come from a brown cow, I know that's an old saying, but it's true. But if you can do that in a fun way, then that's the piece that fairs offer. But instead of it just being an exhibit in the building, it now needs to be an area that can be hands-on and really, truly is engaging the participant. How many attendees have attended this? conference this year and where is that kind of trending streamlined compared to past years? So our convention has gone anywhere from 800 to 1100 people. Um, This year we're probably going to be right at a thousand by the time that we're done but it's a mixture of associate members, fair members, their spouses, the fairs, the fairs program or speakers so what we do it's about a thousand people. We have different classes of memberships. We have WAFI memberships, we have associates and we have fair members. We have 75 fair members and this is the highest we have ever had of representation. We had 73 of our 75 fairs registered for our convention. And you're not required to be here. They have chosen to come because we're providing the right programming and and so forth for them to have. So um, I have to tell you that that's just the one thing I am so proud of this year. We have always sat in that 68-ish number of fairs. The other part is we have heard from those who have been first-timers for a really long time and they truly got engaged and they're like, well, can I volunteer on this committee? Can I do that? That's that next phase that we have to, to have our fairs keep coming and keep going. So that's a great trend for me, and I'm super excited about it. Throughout the conference, there was a lot of different educational sessions. What are some of the key takeaways from those workshops that you have seen conversation being built around? Well, it's funny. One of the things we did this year, we always have a networking session, and we chose this year to have a networking session not based on size, but based on how your fair is structured. We get divided into your your own private egg society, your county 
run and then you kind of fit into a little bit, bit of both whether you own your grounds or not and we divided a networking session that way it was interesting to see where the discussions went because some didn't realize that you could or couldn't do this as a county fair or you could still have your own 501c3 like a friends of the fair type of thing they were networking with those running the same type of operations and that was a different take that we did and then I heard very positive responses from that we have UW extension here like I said we had the CPP workshop we talked about insurance not everybody's favorite topic but in an environment where it's like you have your presenters who truly understand this is the coverage you need this is how you fill out the forms they break it down so that the volunteer who is not their primary job gets the abbreviated version of it but the the version that says I can take this back to my fair board and this person who does that job can do it um, type of thing so we've gotten really good feedback and then what are the next steps for the Wisconsin Association Affairs moving forward now into 2023 any key things that members should be aware of or the public in general so we're actually as the uh, the board we're going to be taking on strategic planning something we haven't done in quite some time I think COVID kind of also made people sit and say oh we need to re like how are we going to retain our memberships and, and those things so for us I'm excited that we're taking that role on where are we going to be in 5 10 15 years and everyone needs to reevaluate that and we haven't done that in a very long time so that's an exciting venture for us because it's really going to dive into say are we providing enough stuff for our members do we need to be providing more and get our fairs involved in that process to say are we doing everything we're supposed to do um, so it'll be an interesting way to look at our organization and really say where are we going in the future the part that's exciting for us is 2023 is our 100th year of the Wisconsin Association Affairs yeah had we not had COVID this would have been our 100th anniversary for the convention so we're going to take this whole year to celebrate that WAF has been in existence that long and we're going to have a, a big party come um, you know 2024 convention what was a convention like much less a fair but was it what was a convention like a hundred years ago so it's interesting so we're going to take that excitement that we talked about celebrating the last century but how are we cultivating the next century that's coming forward that was jamie bucky executive secretary and treasurer of the wisconsin association affairs you can learn more by going to wifairs.com from the midwest farm report i'm charity seebecker